Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome back to another episode of the Phone Box Podcast with me, Emma Conway. Thanks so much for joining me. As per usual, make sure you tag me in so I can see what you are up to. And today we are back with a very special edition of the Phone Box Podcast. It's special for two reasons. One, I've got a phenomenal guest. But two, this is the end of season one of the Phone Box Podcast. I've been going now for about 11 weeks. I didn't know if I was going to come back for a season two, but hooray, I am going to come back in a couple of weeks and I'm really excited. I've already started to record some brilliant guests and I know you are going to be thrilled to listen to them in your ear holes. And I just wanted to say thanks so much for listening, for tagging me in your stories, for showing me you're listening with your baby or you're listening riding a horse. I've had people running on tractors. I've had people who've just finished exams go, we're listening to your podcast. It is just brilliant and also thanks to all the guests that came on who I was like hello I'm Emma I've got a new podcast I haven't really done a podcast before do you want to come on and they all thankfully and graciously said yes so thanks to all those guests I had so much fun it did start as a passion project I had um been experiencing perimenopause symptoms and actually the first podcast episode I recorded was when I found out that I was going through the perimenopause. So it was like a passion project. I channeled all my energy into it, didn't know where it would go. And I'm just I'm just so thrilled with the um, the way it's turned out. So I really want to thank you. And now let's get on to our guest, Kelly Freeman Craig, our first international guest, nonetheless. And she was in LA. Imagine me in Birmingham. She was in LA. She's the director of the film adaptation of Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, which is a beautiful film. I watched it with my 12-year-old daughter and also my 10-year-old son, and we chat about that, and I did cry. 
I do cry. I had a little bit of a mummy moment. <laughs> we talk about that as well. And also Kelly chats about her, you know, her growing up and how both of us felt that Judy Bloom was speaking directly to us. She was writing our stories with her books, even though when I was reading them, they had been written 20 years before and kind of the eternal struggle of being a teen, regardless if it's you know, in the 70s or in 2023. So it was just really, really good to speak to her. And yes, of course, I had to bring up forever. I had to bring up Ralph. If you know, you know what I'm talking about. Um, So yeah, we do chat about that. So before we get cracking on with the podcast, I think we all need to shake our shoulders and do a bit of a, I must, I must, I must increase my bust. Over to Kelly and I, and I will be back for a chat at the end. Hey, here I oh, am. There you are. Hi. I'm going to pin you. Let's see. Okay. So I can just see you. Okay. Yeah. Fabulous. Oh, thanks Hi. so much. I'm going to press record so I don't forget. Because okay. Thanks okay, so great. much to come in. Oh, oh, my God. No. Oh, I'm so happy to, so oh, happy to meet you and come it's on. It's so wonderful. I saw the film on Friday with my 10 year old and my 12 year old. Oh, I my cried. gosh. I cried at the end, but like <laughs> happy cry. It was just. Yes. So I think it's because she is like the same age as my daughter yes. and I'm like going through perimenopause and she is just uh, yes. like a real full Oh, circle. totally. A full circle situation. A full totally. circle. And the I kids are like, understand. yeah, they were like, are you okay? And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was just so lovely. And then they were like, right, okay. Um, but where uh, on this podcast, I kind of... Mm-hmm go back in my guests' lives. And okay. I usually ask mm-hmm. what year it was when you were 14, but I think we should go for 11. Because okay. yep. when are you there, got it me, Margaret, you know, was based. So what year yes. was it when you were 11? Oh gosh, so it would have been uh, 1991. 1991. I like to know mm-hmm. kind of what was your bedroom like? What bands were you in? Oh my kind gosh. Of- oh, I was into like boy bands. I was into <laughs> yes, like, same. you know, <laughs> new kids on the block. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. I was, it was like all that type of stuff. Yeah. And I remember my friends and I all had like, we decided which one was our boyfriend. You know what Always, I mean? Like yeah, we split up the four of them. <laughs> Who's, who is your boyfriend? I I think it was I, Danny. Is that right? Yeah. The one who's kind of yeah, uh huh, yeah. I think that's who I I think that was mine. But anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah all boy band in England. The big boy band was Take That. You see, and mine was Gary. Uh, mine was and he's still okay. Gary now. And I'm forty five. <laughs> I'd still be like, yeah, Gary is my man. So, what was your bedroom like? Did you have posters up? Was it florally? What was it like? Yeah, I did. I had a lot of posters of cute boys. Yeah. I mean, it was a constant because I remember at that point they had, um, I think it was, I don't know if you guys got this magazine, but we had a uh, tiger beat. Okay. And so it was like, it had a bunch of, I mean, basically like it's almost like centerfolds of cute boys that were like yeah. 13. Yeah. You know? And then you Smash pull them out and you put them on your wall. Yeah, exactly. Did you have the lyrics? We used to have in our magazines the lyrics to all the songs. In. Oh my gosh! Yeah, which no. was very helpful. Without Google, how else would we right. know? How do you know exactly? How else would we know? Okay, so yeah. what I love about um, this podcast and the connection with Judy Bloom is she's been brought up several times with my followers. Um, yes. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. 
I felt like it was written for me, but yes. I was so shocked. It wasn't written, it was written in 1970. Yes. And it's so crazy. I was 1990 reading it. Erin was mm-hmm. in 2020 reading it. And it's the same themes. Yes, yes, that's exact. I had the exact same experience because, yeah, I read it in 1992 and I had absolutely no idea it was written 20 years before. No, like it, it, it felt contemporary. And also, I think part of it was like, you know, she always updated her book covers to be contemporary. Yeah. So yeah. it was like, so that also fooled me. I had no idea. It, she was in my head. Yes. And I felt like uh-huh. everything she was saying. So when I watched the documentary, if you, I was like, what? Like that really like, because yes. I was imagining yes. in like a girl in a bedroom, like my bedroom, thinking, yes. you know, the must, the must increase adverse, like doing all yes. that. And it's just like, oh my gosh, it's so me. Um, what I would be really interested is if the film... Uh-huh and the book was written now, mm-hmm. do you think the themes would be the same? Because with social media, would kids still talk about sex or would they just Google it and periods? What do you reckon? You know what? It's interesting because right before I uh, wrote the script, I actually sat down with a bunch of 11 and 12 year old girls to, yeah. because I thought, what has changed? You know, I really wanted to understand. And Interestingly, I found that so little has changed. Oh, I mean, it's like say. some of the, yeah. So it's like, I mean, obviously details and technology has changed, but the conversations, the dynamics, the fears, all of all of those emotions are exactly the same. It's um, eternal. It's eternal, isn't it? The eternal struggle. It's eternal, yes. And, and you know, and working with the young actors in the movie it was never a discussion of like, oh, this is what they thought in 1970. Like everything always felt contemporary. There was yeah. no disconnect for, for any of them, you know, with the material. I know the film is set in 1970, but even when I watched yeah. it, I didn't feel like I was watching a film set in 1970. Like the yes. clothes are fantastic. The rooms are fantastic. <laughs> and I just was just, it's just, because I used to be a teacher and we used to do uh-huh. a lot of sex education and lessons like this. And this is a film that I would have definitely showed my year seven pupils because mm. I think they really would have warmed to it. And I'll be honest, my little boy was a bit, mm-hmm. ever so often oh, yeah. he was like... <laughs> He was like cringing a little bit, but he. What I said, yeah. you know what? You don't have to be say till the end. He watched yes. it right till the end, like kind of like having a little, a little nose. Do you think it appeals to boys and girls? The film. It's interesting because I think boys generally have to be kind of dragged there. Uh, very few of them go on their own volition. Some do, and I'm, I always admire that they do. But once they're in and they see it, a lot of times they are surprised how much they enjoyed it and how much they related to, you know, I think there's a certain feeling of, Oh, you know, wow. Girls go through the same feelings that boys go through. You know what I mean? I I think, uh, yeah. So I, I find that again and again. He did, he did, he did stay till the end and then just watch me cry. Mm-hmm. And then was like, what the <laughs> hell is, what is going on with you? Because I just, it's just, you feel like, I know um, I've got like a, a daughter. I feel like I'm passing like mm-hmm. a baton of womanhood. That's what I felt yes. like at the end of the film. Like it's this yeah. kind of, and she goes and she's like, I'm a woman. Like you're a woman. Like, oh. <laughs> like, We're all no. women. And my son was like, I'm yeah. not a woman. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, I just oh thought it was gosh, really, really good. So, funny. so what do you think? Social media, do you think it's changed lives of teenagers today for the better or for the worse? You know, I think a little of both. I think in some ways on the on the bad side, I think 
it's so hard to live in this type of sort of digital fishbowl where you feel like, you know, you're putting out everything that you're doing and you're seeing what everybody else is doing, you know, when you're not at school with them. And so there's just a lot of curating. And and I think it can make you feel extra lonely at an age that's very lonely to begin with, yeah. you know, where you can feel like you're the only person who is struggling or feeling insecure or awkward. On the other hand, I've seen all sorts of ways where it's brought people together and it's given them a sense of community and where they otherwise would have had a hard time finding people like them or who feel like them. You know, there, there's a there's a coming together that also I think happens through social media that's that's good. Um there's like a so finding your both. tribe, isn't there? You find yeah. your tribe. And as somebody who talks a lot about parenting, when I started my blog, it's because I was lonely and I was stuck yes. at home and then I could like speak to the internet and then people are like speaking back yes. to me. So there exactly. are some positive. But are there things yeah. you've done when you were a teenager that you're glad are not online? Because that's... I, oh my <laughs> God. That's the one thing because that's forever now. Like what forever. Put up there is forever. And I'm... I mean, I can't imagine uh, having it around before my brain was fully formed. I just couldn't. I'm really thankful. (laughs) It would have been absolute. It would have been absolute terror. Um, Now, are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. Has it's traditionally been on a lot of. It's been on the banned list a few times. Mm -hmm. Not in recent years. Bonkers. In in past years. Why do you think that? Because I don't. In England, I think it's been pretty much. We've always been allowed to read it. Why do you Mm -hmm. think in America it was kind of? on the band list back in the day? Uh, It's mind-blowing. It's hard for me to wrap my mind around, but I mean, but really the thought was that young girls shouldn't know about menstruation, which is insane. And in fact, there's still, it's it's happening right now in in the state of Florida. They're trying to, they're trying to pass this like don't say period bill, which is essentially, yeah, if you... If you are not in the sixth grade, you can't discuss your period. And, and some girls it's start their periods before then. Yes. So what age is sixth grade? Is that 11 in America? What age is that roughly? Yes, that's, yeah, yeah. That, yep, that's 11. Oh, the poor 11, girls. 12. Cause, yeah, because some oh, girls ridiculous. start with eight. Yeah, that's terrible. Oh, eight. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's it's just insanity. It's just It just shocks me in this day and age. And there's somebody who I talk about a lot about perimenopause don't follow yeah. me because that's all I talk about is a perimenopause <laughs> people don't talk about that either like no they I don't. had no idea about anything and it's fascinating yes. that 2023 we're still not talking about female issues yes whether it's period whether it's stopping your period anything to do with that it's just crazy it's, isn't it wild that we don't yeah. talk about this thing that happens to half the population I know I wonder if, if it happens somehow to men. it's taboo yeah, yeah if it happened to men maybe perhaps you would be talking about it right a bit. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. <laughs> um, a book that does crop up, and it's not this book, but a book that crops up a lot with my followers mm-hmm. is Forever. Okay. And I'm interested in American schools. If this happened in English schools, we'd get it at the library and we'd like pass it round secretly, (laughs) having a little. (laughs) And you'd laugh about Ralph. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to mention Ralph. And still today, I laugh. If I meet somebody called Ralph, I'm laughing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> me too. It's just such a funny little part. And still people just, oh, do you remember so Ralph? If I, if I just put on my Insta stories, Ralph, people were like, we, Judy oh, Bloom, yeah. oh, forever. Everybody knows. Everybody yeah. knows. It's just absolutely. <laughs> oh, totally. if, if there was yes. one of the Judy Bloom you could kind of adapt into a movie, what do you think it would be? Well, uh, by the way, I mean, a, a bunch of her her books are getting, you know, snatched up to be oh, adapted. Brilliant. And actually I think they're doing, they're doing a, a reimagining of forever. So sort of like inspired Ooh. by, but, yeah. but not at all the same story, just sort of like, uh, you it know, better have uh, Ralph in it. It better have it Ralph better in it or I'm not Ralph. going. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do think that one should, I, I, I'd love to see that one. That was, yeah. that was probably my other favorite probably because of the naughty parts <laughs> yeah it was just um, like yeah. so, oh, like you know it was just oh, yeah. like a little bit of gossipy like it was just you know it was just it just really it sticks in my mind there's something to do with my childhood just yes. such a naughty little oh, book oh because I I also read it I don't know what age you were but I read it when I was 12 which yeah. was probably a bit too young oh definitely but, yeah um but I was like oh I need to shut the door and spend the next six hours finishing this book <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> oh, it was just, oh, it's just so good. Oh. If you could go back to you when you were 11, what would you tell yourself? Oh, my gosh. I think I would say um, you're not the only one. Because I remember just feeling, and that's actually honestly what the book told me, you know, it made me feel like, oh, thank God someone else is like praying every day for a decent pair of boobs, you yeah. know, and, uh, and feeling so weird amongst their friends. And, you know, I remember that being like the dynamic among friend groups. Like, I feel like everybody has a Nancy in their life. Like that one friend who kind of makes you feel bad about yourself and around that way. Like they don't, yeah, they don't even say anything that is that mean. It's just something about their presence makes you yeah. very insecure. You know, yeah. I feel like everybody had that. And also that it, it that it'll get better. It's like I feel like when you're in that awkward phase, you think it's forever. You can't imagine that you'll ever feel anything other than the way you feel right that second, you know? It's just crazy to think you were reading this book then and now you're making the film, you've made the film of the book. That is just like like mind blown it is so weird and it still hasn't quite clicked together in my brain like it almost feels like two different people because 
it is just so surreal. Yeah, it's it's yeah. absolutely amazing. As I said, I really love the film. Um, oh, I recommended you. it to all my friends. I've got lots of friends with girls the same age, and I've recommended it. To, I was like, but you will have a little bit of a cry, and they're like, okay, we'll face <laughs> we'll ourselves, but in a in a good way. But um, yeah. so much for coming on the podcast. It's been so oh, absolutely lovely to talk to you and reminisce about Ralph. I'm always up yes. Oh my, I'll talk with- about Ralph. Anytime. <laughs> right, Lovely to see you over there. Where are you based anyway? Yes. What, what uh, part? Los Angeles. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Yep. if you don't know Birmingham, Los Angeles is a little bit more glamorous than Birmingham, <laughs> but, but never mind. But it was lovely to meet you. So great to meet you too. Thanks Bye-bye. so much. See ya. It was so wonderful to chat to Kelly over in LA. The glamour, the glamour. She was great. It was wonderful to hear all, you know, chatting about, are you there, God, it's me, Margaret. It really is a gorgeous, gorgeous, just a really cosy film. I know it's not hot chocolate weather, but it's a hot chocolate weather. But then again, I'll be honest, I had a hot chocolate today. In my life, it's always hot chocolate weather. It's a really nice, cosy film. And if you've not read Judy Bloom books, they are phenomenal. They're brilliant for tweens and teens. Do you know what I'm going to say? With hindsight, maybe hold back a few years and forever if your children are kind of my age. Um, maybe hold back on that. But the others, like there's Blubber, Are You There? God, it's me, Margaret. There's there's a whole variety of them. They are great books. So definitely, definitely go and check those out. And I hope you enjoy this kind of mini bonus episode. I have plans to do some more in the second season. And I would love to hear what you want me to talk about in the second season. Do you like kind of the interviews mixed with, you know, the one-off episode that Alice and I did about boy bands? Do you like these mini bonus episodes? What kind of guests would you like to come on? Definitely let me know. My email address is in the description box. And also you can message me on my Instagram, Boom Mummy of Two, or I've got a phone box podcast specific Instagram. So definitely go and message over there. And again, I just want to reiterate, thanks so much for all your love and support. Um, Age 45 and still learning new things, doing new things, you know, working out how to put a microphone in a computer and get it to record. Just, it's just been a really great experience. So yeah, I just want to say thanks again. I will be back in a few weeks. If you have enjoyed the podcast, I would love it if you would rate it on Spotify, Apple, all those good places. You can also leave a review on Spotify and Apple as well. That would be absolutely brilliant. So guys, thanks very much. I will see you in a couple of weeks. And in the meantime, definitely come and pop over to Instagram because I'm on there continuously showing all the shenanigans I get up to on my Insta stories. I love you lots and I'll see you soon. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.